when I was 13, I got into the dope game. Like, 13? 13 years old. I ain't had no business. Started smoking weed that summer before going into the eighth At grade. At 13? Yep. One of my friends was, his dad used to grow it. He had it. I smoked, started hustling right before we got, I got into the eighth grade, and then, like, life would just start spiraling down. How long were you hustling for? Man, from 13 to 30. Get out of here. Swear to God. 13 to 30. I got my CDL. At 30 years old, I threw away everything. You start driving trucks. Mm -hmm. You start making decent legal money. As I started taking on that responsibility, I had to really learn how to turn the street off. How'd you find real estate? So what I was doing, I'm just, you know, driving trucks, unlearning a lot of the bullshit that I learned. I come across wholesaling. Mm -hmm. I come across Flipman. Mm -hmm. Then I came across you. You know, got this guy out of Florida. He was ready. On that 14th, he signed. We got an extension. We got that joint closed. I made 2500 That was my proof of concept. Done. 2500 yeah, Let's my, roll. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Max Maxwell Show. I am your host, Max Maxwell. Hope you're doing well. You know, new year, new you, all that stuff. Been saying that for the last 20 years. When you finally actually going to do something today or this year may be that year. I hope so. Right. I mean, but it's more than just words. You got to put action behind it. And my next guest put action behind his words and been able to change his entire trajectory of his life. And I see this story a lot, but I don't really get to meet the people behind those stories. And his story is very genuine and at the same time unique, but very common at the same time, but he did what he was supposed to do and changed the path of his life. And so without no longer further ado, my guy, Art Hughes from Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you. The Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's cold up there, bro. Yeah, it's cold. I'm talking about Christmas was below 20. No, no, we can't do that. Yeah. We don't even talk like that. <laughs> Cause you guys have that, uh, that lake effect. Yeah. And it's brutal. So that's when, uh, that big lake up there. What's that called? Lake Erie. Erie. Lake, yep. Erie yeah. lake Erie. It, it, the wind blows off of that and it just creates Man, its own unitendra. It's, it, it's brutal. Like it, it, some of these years it's been, you know, it feels like it's below 25 in some of these winters. Yeah. I'm Jamaican. I just can't do that, bro. Yeah. I'm starting to, you know, reevaluate my situation now. Like, Hey, why am I still <laughs> doing this? Because the cost of living is great. Yeah, that's probably why. And the real estate is great, too. Talking about real estate, you're a real estate investor. Yes. You're a wholesaler. Yes. Um, you've done some flips. Yeah. Um, you're also uh, in the transportation industry, truck driving. Yep. So that's that's interesting to me. So you, you, you currently still have a job? Just currently still driving a truck. People always say you got to quit your job to do this. You got to quit your job? No, not at all. I mean, you can... I drive a truck. I can talk on the phone all day. Mm -hmm. I have a blue, blue I know. You can't even hear. You can't even hear the truck. Yo, I, tell me. I got one question. This is off topic. Why every truck driver keep their Bluetooth on everywhere they go? Yeah. See, I don't know that because I don't. You when know? I'm out of that truck. I turn that joint <laughs> off. I'm not about to be. Yo, I be seeing them anywhere. Yeah, they, they got it with them on the weekend and not even Disney working. World. Hell that with it. Been off for five on. days. Yeah. They still got it's it on. It's a noise canceling, and I guess you just get used to it. But soon as I shut it down for the day. Yeah, I'm turning it off and throwing it in my bag. Yeah, you back to regular. Back on until. <laughs> All right, so yeah. you're not one of them. No, 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 no. All right, so enough with the goofy stuff. No, but seriously, man, um, you got an interesting story. We were talking over you know, lunch and mm -hmm. just really catching up, and you kind of telling me some of the things 
that has transpired in your life mm-hmm. and to where you are now and it's and it's um it's good to hear that story and not only that it's it's good to hear what your intentions are with like yo I really want everybody to hear this mm-hmm. and and that's the reason why we're here we're here because people need to hear your story because there's so many individuals like yourself that don't know what to do mm-hmm. so before we get to where we are now tell me a little bit about you tell me a little bit about art like growing up what tell me some stuff yeah so i grew up uh on the east side of cleveland my mom and dad were together when i was born they they used to live in the projects and they moved to this neighborhood when i was like two it's kind of project adjacent it was still the hood yeah. you know so um growing up over there you know you just have your built-in friends mm-hmm. from the neighborhood you know and she tried her best to like shelter me from you know what All was going nonsense. on yeah because like right up the block everything was happening every it was just a dope block right there mm-hmm. and um you know when i was like eight years old i like got a chance to see some like my first violence where my neighbor's car got blew up her brother's car got blew up like right outside the house out of some like, movie stuff though? like out of the movies type stuff. we saw it the, the next morning walking to school we see the car sitting there crispy crisp Yep, I'm talking about we were just I'm just in the bed and just boom. I remember vividly flying out of my bed and crawling down the stairs. I didn't know what was going on. So somebody intentionally blew up the car. Yeah, you know, yep, blew up the car. And you know, he was into a bunch of, you know, bunch of foolishness and I guess people got got at him, you know. And he wasn't, you know, it wasn't really the right, for the right thing. So he was doing a lot of bull to, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. So <laughs> it catches that up. happens. So you know, fast forward, just growing up in that in the house, it was kind of a toxic environment growing up. I mean, just the whole neighborhood, nope, neighborhood, yeah, and my household. You know what I'm saying? So growing up in that, it, it kind of took a toll on me because I kind of was like a a bully a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Seeing what was going on in my house with my dad. I kind of took that out on my niece. You replicate. Yeah, just doing what I saw. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was 13, I got into the dope game. Like, 13? 13 years old. I ain't had no business. So I, I started smoking weed that summer before going into the eighth At grade. At 13? Yep. One of my friends was, his dad used to grow it. He had it. I smoked. Start hustling right before we got, I got into the eighth grade. And then, like, life would just start. Spiraling down, grades went to. Sh- so you're you're hustling in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thirteen years old. Thirteen years old. About to turn fourteen. That year, I turned fourteen in November of that school year. And you're just a product of your environment. Pro- it just every. That's what was going on right outside of my door. That was normal. Yep. I mean, it was the norm. It was the norm. You couldn't really. I mean, it's a couple, one or two, people that was able to stay out of that. They had active dads, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, everybody was just like in it, in it at a young age. Yeah. You how know? long How long were you hustling for? Man, from 13 to 30. Get out of here. Swear to God. 13 to 30. I'd stop. I got my CDL at 30 years old and I threw away everything. So back up, back up. Before we get to 30, <laughs> there's a lot of years in between <laughs> yeah. 13 to 30. Yeah. I mean, obviously selling dope um, comes with a certain way of lifestyle. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, you ever, you ever, you know, been a part of violence where you get a hit, you get attacked or scared for your life or? Yeah, plenty of times. I done got set up, robbed, car yeah. stolen. Jail like, time? I've, just county time. It wasn't yeah. nothing like I had to go do a stretch. Yeah. But, you know, I had a guy one time follow me all the way to the west side, kick in somebody else's door, go in somebody else's door and rob me. I was like, it was crazy. Like, I ain't find out about it until like six, seven months later that who it was. It was yeah. somebody that knew me. Yeah. He ended up, you know, getting killed because that was his lifestyle. Though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I but somebody, somebody door, was in the penitentiary with him and he was telling the story. Somebody that I knew. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't, you know, I didn't find out till like a year, year or so later. Yeah. So you, you, you go into high school selling. Yeah. With terrible grades. Did you make it through high school? No, nah, not at all. I mean, uh, how could you when the streets is more mm -hmm. lucrative than exactly. sitting in class? Exactly. I mean, I used to, like, they were building these abandoned houses. So I'd go out, go hide in the abandoned house where they was building. My mom would go to work, and then I'm back outside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm back <laughs> on the block just walking up and down the street grinding. And and do the, at this point, do the neighbors know? That you're out yeah. in the streets? The neighbors, you know. It's just part of life. That's though. just part of what's going on. Like we used to sit on people's, you know, sit on their porches on the late night. And they, they used to get upset, but then it's like they ain't going nowhere. We just we just out there. Two, so, three, four in the morning. Tell me your your first and scariest account. It doesn't have to be first, but your scariest encounter with the law. Where you're like, listen, I got I gotta get out of this. I would say I had caught a case at 28, doing some shit I ain't had no business doing, ain't even had nothing to do with selling dope. I so was, you did you did pretty good from 13 to 28. Yeah, I was doing okay. I like was, I mean, you didn't get any too many no, crazy run-ins with too the many, law. Like I had a bunch of run-ins with the law. Okay. But like, I got on probation. Like I caught a case at 18, 20, and 22, and they gave me this extensive probation where. I, my PO was like hounding me like she you only on you only can use like, a bathroom at a yeah, certain time. Yeah, she was on my neck like serious like you got money you got to pay these fines. Give me something. What you got in your pocket type? You got five dollars? Wow. You know Shake what I'm saying? Down. But yeah, the 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 one that really kind of made me stop was like made me really think because I'm 28 and you know I was doing something I had no business doing that just goes against what I was you know was always doing and then when I got caught you know those those police looked like they was gonna shoot you know what I'm saying I seen red dots from the tasers though but I just see the red dots and I'm like oh I'm damn near 30 I gotta I gotta figure this out mm -hmm. I gotta figure something out and when I did get out I, I went and signed up for school <laughs> like yeah. right after like something gotta change so at 28 you get arrested mm -hmm. and you're like okay yeah something I've had a good run I'm almost 30 mm -hmm. well, it's something about a man approaching 30 makes him consider his entire life a yeah, failure. Yeah, sure. You know, it's kind of a fabricated number because it's the same thing. I had to move back home at 30 years mm -hmm. old, um, you know, just from failed business opportunities and just whatever. Yeah. And 30 seems like you're supposed to have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And so it's a common thing amongst men. Yeah. Is that 30, you got to have your Together yeah, like, 30. what are you doing? You know, yeah. I had an I had an apartment, you know, but I had a criminal record. I couldn't move where I wanted to move. Yeah, you know, they, you know, everywhere was doing these background checks, and I wasn't the type to be like, oh, I'm about to get 
this apartment with this chick and with this apartment in this chick name. I was just like, oh, so cool. it's it's crazy because I understand it, but I don't understand it because it's like even at 28, if you're trying to really get your life together and you've done things, I don't know, 10 years ago at mm -hmm. 18, and this criminal record is limiting to limiting you to where you can live, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right in the same area that brought you up from selling dope at 13. Man, I was like right around the corner. You know what I mean? <laughs> like right around the corner. So even like the system and, and the rules don't allow you to mentally... You can try to mentally graduate from the situation, but mm -hmm. physically move away from there is almost impossible it because was, you can't get an apartment. Man, I stayed in this apartment for like five years, trying to move, and I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. couldn't move. Folks knew where I lived. It was like really like right around the corner from where I was hustling at, like right around the corner. 42 seconds. I was close, that close, you know what I mean? And it just, you know, it was, that was a lot, I was paranoid. Mm -hmm. That was what contributed to a lot of the paranoia because I live here and I don't know if, you know, somebody's going to come and try me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got to always watch your back. I was super paranoid already. Like I said, a guy followed me all the way to the west side. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and came in somebody else's house and robbed, and, you. and robbed me. You know what I mean? So it was just like I was super paranoid. Like. I remember having a, a chick over and she was tripping because I, I hear something and I'm up and I'm down, you know, out the windows and this guy's sitting in the parking lot. They smoking and I don't know what they doing. I'm going up. Hey, man, what y'all doing over here? You know, y'all can't do this right here. Yeah. Because I'm super paranoid because I don't know what, you know, I don't know what's going on. Anxiety on 10. Like that street life shit is, 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 is traumatic for real. It's survival mode. It's traumatic. Mode. Yeah, because you're always in survival mode. Anxiety is always high. Yeah, Always, you're 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 a prey. Mm -hmm. So, you get you get, you get trapped up and at 28, you go do any time for that. I had to do like 40 days in the county or something like okay. that, and, and then, then they let me out like 32. And so you get out and you're like, I need to change my life. Yeah. So what what happens then? So what I did was, I started to pursue um, getting my CDL. So what, what, what I was gave at, you that idea? My one of my one of my homies I grew up with. He been driving for a while. Mm -hmm. He been made it out and was driving, and he used to always be like, "Man, when are you gonna get a job?" So he was into the same shit yeah, you were into at thirteen. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and he was driving already, and he used to always be like, "Man, when are you gonna get a job?" And he used to be showing me his checks and like, "Man, you gotta you gotta figure something out," you know. So when I did have to get out of that little thirty days or whatever, I went to ITT Tech first. With the commercial? <laughs> yeah. I went there because I didn't know what to do. ITT Tech. It was. It turned out to be a scam. The guy with the hat, hat to the side? Yeah. And the commercials? Something like that, yeah. That's funny. And so what I did, <laughs> I went to ITT Tech, and I went a semester. They were selling the dream that we can, you know, make, make some pretty become, good money. Become a doctor. Yeah, so, like. but the second semester come around and they redoing the, the, the money and I'm like, whoa, hold up. You mean to tell me I'm gonna owe y'all fifty thousand and I only could come out the gate and make thirty? Like sounds this like don't a, even sounds like a bad investment. I'm like this don't even add up. I'm already at a, a I'm working at the trucking company because I made that eighty dollar investment to get me to to get my um tow motor license. Mm -hmm. What's what's that what's that what's a tow motor license? Just to drive a forklift. You got just it. ride around on a forklift and so unload the so trucks. You got, you got That's how I got in the in the door because I was like, 
let me do something. This was on them, you know, trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I keep getting pulled back. So I did made that eighty dollar investment, and then was able to get this job that I'm at. You know what that I'm at. So, so you you're like, I want to leave this street life alone. You say, look, I'm trying to go. You, you got time to go sit down 30, 40 days in mm-hmm. county. I want to leave it alone. You get you you invest eighty bucks into getting forklift operator license. Yeah, and then how much are they paying you? So. I got the forklift operator's license before I had to do that 30 days. So like I like I said before I had I was making $5.15 in 04, $5.50. And when 04? In 04. $5.50 at a, you know, at them just little uh that's just temp jobs. It's strange to me though that <laughs> yeah. that like $5.50 yeah, and like 04. It was 550 in 04 at these temp at the temp agencies. And then I got that tow motor license, and it went from not five fifty to nine dollars. And then I got the job that I'm at now at fourteen fifty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that eighty dollars investment was able to get me in to make fourteen fifty. Yeah, which was way. You know what I'm saying? Back, yeah, it was way better than what <laughs> yeah. you had back then. So, yeah. So you know, but the 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 thing was though, it was the environment. So what were you doing for the fourteen fifty when you were at the same job? Just driving the tow motor, unloading and loading the trucks up. So you went that that moved you up to mm-hmm, the point where me, yeah, to where you, I can make some pretty decent decent money. Yeah, you know, and but it was really what it was the exposure to the environment that really started the some type of change, like the workplace. Yeah, so, me getting out of that toxic environment into this environment where people want to see you want to see you win. They got all these mantras up, success, teamwork. You Those know what posters. I'm all that, yeah. Those and posters at work. Little, yeah, so. <laughs> teamwork and people walking yeah, up a mountain. exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's got the words at the bottom. And so just seeing that. But that's interesting because you're saying just being in that environment, coming from where you come from, and seeing words of uh, encouragement. Mm-hmm seeing it written on a wall and being a part of a team that wants to see you be better. Yeah. So just having a job at a place that cared, it could have been any job. It, right. So that you, it's really up to that work, the, the, the core values of that workplace exactly. and the management. Exactly. Because you could have, you could have got any job mm-hmm. at, you know what I'm saying? at a place that wasn't like this. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was up to the management and the core values of that job that really meant you feel like you were part of something positive. Yeah. 100%. Like that, that environment, the company culture there. That's like the word I'm looking for. Tier. The company culture. Company yeah. culture there is top tier. Like, Still to this day, mm-hmm. and every time we have the evaluations, I say, "Man, this is this is top." So you tier. you went from forklifting, 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 and, and you're still at this same company driving trucks. Mm-hmm. Now you went from loading trucks. Yeah, now you driving. Now, driving now you back up. I just happened to see. So they brought somebody in to start moving the trucks around, mm-hmm. moving the trailers around, and I'm on the dock like that. He just come in. He doing and, what and I'm that's doing. That's the guy. That's the that's the truck with the little short nose. Yeah, yeah. So okay. he come in. He's a dock worker, but he comes start moving the trucks around. So I'm like, damn. I wonder how he did that. How he, so I'm asking him questions about it. And I'm like, man, I think I can do that. Just watching him. And then I just happened to walk in on a conversation. Other uh, managers like, man, we need to train somebody else on the yard horse. I'm like this. Yeah, I'll do it. Because I was already watching him like, yeah, I want to I want to I want to try that. And yeah. walked in, happened to walk in on a conversation. And they was like, all right, you want You sure you want to do it? I'm like, yep. And he put me right out there and I started moving them joints around. So. 
let's let's move back a little bit because your story is 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 common for people that grow up in a certain area. Yeah. Right? And at 28 you get arrested. But it wasn't your first time getting arrested. No, not it, at all. You, and you say it was the age that made you say, you know, I need to get my together. But what else at, during that arrest made you be like, you know, because age is a thing. Because there's, um, you, you know guys now mm-hmm. that still do the same stuff. Yeah. And so, like, what was it? And the reason why I want to know is because somebody listening to this could maybe get a sense of motivation from your your thought process during that time. Yeah, a lot of it, you know, is like like I said, my homie he was he was driving and he ended up moving and he had this family life mm. that I saw. And you would talk to him? Yeah, all the time. You okay. know what I'm saying? Facebook or something. Yeah, all the time. Like we I used because he moved out to Vegas and, you know, we went out there all star weekend and, and you he saw stayed. It. He stayed, and then I was coming back, going back and forth out there, and just seeing that family life, and was like, you know, just start leaning towards that, like, man, I'm, cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that, like, damn, this is, this looks peaceful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It looks peaceful. He don't look like he's surviving. Yeah. Like he's exactly. trying to be in a survival mode. Yep. And you just get tired of that survival mode because it's, it's, like real, like I said. Now that I know the words for it is, you know, anxiety, just be high, always paranoid, always. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm I'm looking. I'm listening to your story and I'm, and I'm just seeing the. The way you got out. And like people are in the streets because of their environment. Yes, wow. it's a choice, but it's a choice of survival, whether it's money, whether it's partnership in gangs mm-hmm. because you need the protection or you feel like you're part of a family. But at some point, they feel like they want to get out, but they don't know where what they would do or where they would go. Mm-hmm. And one, you having a friend who came from the same place as you, who you then seen have a different lifestyle that you was like admired. Yeah. You admired his lifestyle. For sure, and then the event of you getting arrested and then the event of you saying, I'm almost 30, I got to change something. Mm-hmm. And then you getting a job at 550 into a workplace for 550 an hour into a workplace that had a great company culture mm-hmm. that gave you encouragement to be a better person. And these posters you seen on the wall mm-hmm. of encouragement and it changed you, slowly started to change you. And I think that's important that anybody going through these type of situations, because there's a lot of bright people in those situations you were yeah, in. It's, it's clearly that you're, mm-hmm. you're a bright individual and you were in this situation, but you could have had a whole different path. Yeah, for sure. This is, uh, it's interesting because these conversations make me, make me really take a step back and, and um, really go down to the, 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 the micro mm-hmm. of people's situation and understand that it can, it's individualized, but this thing could change, like because we just all got to put some effort towards it. I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words a little bit because I'm just trying to describe how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. But so you you start driving trucks, mm-hmm. you start making decent legal money. Yeah, for sure. And um, you start driving in the yard. 
Yeah. And then you and then you yep. go. How'd you graduate to the CDL part? So I was driving in the yard, and one thing that I did learn, like as I start being more involved at the job and start taking on that responsibility, I had to really learn how to turn the street off. You know what I'm saying? Because I it just been so indoctrinated mm-hmm. in me, like it's just for years and years. So I had to be able to turn the street off and to be able to, for them to think of me, to train me to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I remember being at another terminal and one of the guys, I used to just chop it up with him and he used to ask me, how did I get my CDLs? And just as he was, he got passed over for a full-time position. But I'm like, look at how you carry yourself. Mm. You carry yourself like you on the block. How you did he receive him. that? He didn't receive it well. And I'm like, dude, I've been there. Mm. I was you. Like, you know, and he used to be like he was on the block in the break room. <laughs> you know I'm how that pitch, sound. I'm picturing you know it. Yeah, you I'm know how that it. sound. And I just pull him to the side like, bro, you got to change that. You you don't, don't, this ain't the block, man. He on the block, in the yeah, break room. in the break room. You know what I'm saying? You know how those conversations go. That's interesting. And then he was upset because they passed him up for the full-time position. And I'm like, the reason why they passed you up is look at how you... You're on the block. Look at how you carry yourself at the at the workplace. Mm. So I see that you're married. You have a ring on. Mm-hmm. When did your wife come into the picture here? Right before I got my CDLs, like okay. she was, we were dating when I had caught that case and I had to do those 30 days and, you know, it was crazy. We had got into it right before. Mm-hmm. So I had to go do those little 30 days and she called me, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't answering. We had got into it before. She then. had no idea what you She didn't know what was going on. And then I called her. She came and got me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She came and got me and was like. You know, I'm, I'm making my, when I get the phone, it was about an hour before, an hour away from Cleveland as I was in Sandusky. And I know where Sandusky Yeah, is. so she, you know, got dressed and came, was coming to get me. And I'm just making phone calls, you know, checking my phone, all the missed calls and voicemails. And she came and got me and, you know, I'm just talking. Things are kind of, I'm like, it's fucked up right now, you know. And she was like, well, if you need something, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. She like, and then when I'm telling everybody else, all I'm still, you know, dating a bunch of chicks, mm. and they, none of them really cared. You know what I'm saying? None of them said they it, want it, the money art. They, they want the art care. that got yeah, the, the exactly. dope, the dope art. Yeah. So that was one thing. I was like, yeah, start leaning more towards, you know, messing with her. Mm-hmm. And with she, and I saw that she was like, constantly evolving, trying to grow trying to go back to school, mm. get her master's degree, trying to, you know, just better herself. And it was like, I got to I got to step it yeah, up. Straighten up. Yeah. And and you know, she was there when I was pursuing to get the CDL and so I I, I was trying to, you know, I was kind of I was kind of fucked up. And I had really no bread. And when I was filling out these applications for loans, trying to get it, my credit wasn't, it was, my credit was trash back then, mm-hmm. you know. And you know nothing I, about credit. They ain't know nothing about it yeah. at all. So I got about 15, 20 no's. And then I just happened to be messaging somebody on social media. I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to find a, a loan so I could go get my CDL. She was like, all right, try Sally Mae. Filled out the thing. They told me no. So I told her, she was like, I'll co-sign. She co-signed that joint, got it, went to school, and 
It was on. Rest was that. history. Yep. So she's a big part of of the path, helping you further go along that 100%. path. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. How you enjoy being married? Man, I love it. Man, I'm going on eight years. Congrats. You know what I'm saying? Going on eight years. Congrats. Yeah, I love being married too, man. It's like a, a built-in partner. Yeah, man, for sure. It's just like, you know, uh, just just having that person that you know loves you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just I couldn't have picked a better partner. You That's know what dope. I'm saying? To raise our kid. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That that it's just like nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Just over these years, because like we've been together for 12 years mm. and married, about to be eight. You know what That's I mean? Dope. So it's been it's been a it's been a it's been work. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's work. It's been a ride. Of course, I had it is. To, and a, I, you know, I had to grow a lot because of the residue that I had on me from street life. You know what I'm saying? And what I saw, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? What I saw and, you know, just no positive male figures nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? None. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just operating with like this toxic energy. Like, yes, it's, this, it's it's hard to draw a painting of something you've never seen. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's just that's just, just real simple. Um, when you when you find real estate, how'd you find real estate? So, what I was doing, I'm just you know driving trucks, unlearning a lot of the bullshit that I learned. How do you do that? So, cut off the music for sure, because you don't realize how influential that shit is. Entertainment. Yeah, it is so influential. I've been plenty of times back in the day. Man, I got holes in different area codes, and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> when I'm messing with chicks out of the state, you know, you don't realize how influential it is. So, you know, I had to while I was driving. I, I used to work at night and just driving for you know hours straight. So, no music, all audio books, Les Brown. You know, all of these guys that are talking, you know, positive and just putting all that because, you know, your brain is like a computer. You put garbage in, you get garbage, garbage out. out. You know Terrible. what I'm saying? So just feeding my brain with all of these audio books and, you know, all of these just YouTube videos. So when, as I'm doing that, you know, I'm just listening to all these people and I guess I heard somebody talk about real estate. Or, you know, talk about some books that they've read on, mm -hmm. like the Rich Dad, Poor Dads. Yeah. So, you know, I checked it out, dove into it, and I ended up getting my real estate license. Wow, okay. Yeah, I still have a license. Wow, okay, yeah, I didn't so know that. I went and, went and got my real estate license. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to market and, you know, do a couple of deals with people that I know. And I come across wholesaling. Mm -hmm. I come across Flipman. Mm -hmm. Then I came across you, you know what I'm saying, and just was diving in to a lot of shout out to Flipman, yo G, yeah, he, he down in um, Alabama, Alabama. Yep. Yeah, so you know, came across those and just really dove into it for about a, about 30 days. And I just was like, shit, I'm out here. I'm about to drive for dollars. I'm riding around with it. So no you using your you using your driving time and, and no, nah, this was I was doing on the weekend. So okay, I'm getting up on the weekend on the early morning side. I'm getting Drive up early. dollars. Yeah, I'm getting up early, hitting the bandit signs at four. Mm -hmm. As soon as the sun come up, I'm driving. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Hitting the neighborhoods, and I'm writing it down. And I finally get my first deal 30 days later. So I, after learning about it, once I hit the ground running, I find something. Yeah. Guy was looking to sell the property. He only gave me 14 days to do it. 
November 14, 2018. Never forget it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the original closing date. So we get to the closing table. So I had two people back out of the deal because it was a two family, but it wasn't like they had all the all the blueprints and everything. They made it was a single, they turned it to a two family. And they never got the city to come back. Was it legal? So it was yeah, they legal. didn't get the city to come back and inspect to give, give them the, the final like, Exactly. Okay. So they had people living in there and everything, you know. So, so they had one last step. They had a yeah, one last step. So I had two people back out, and then I, you know, got this guy out of Florida. He was ready on that 14th. He signed. We got an extension. We got that joint closed. I made 2,500. That was my proof of concept. Done. 2,500. Yeah, Let's roll. Oh hell yeah. This realtor. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen no realtor check money. Yeah, so right. um, moving forward, you just keep grinding, keep learning? Yeah, just keep grinding, learning. Um, get a couple courses. Yeah. St you know, staying online. Just constantly trying to get better. And you you know what I like about you, Art, is like, you're like, yo, my, my business is not perfect. There's yeah. a lot of things I got to work on. There's a lot of people that will come on here and be like, yo, I got this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. Be like, nah, bro, I got, I, you know, oh, hell I'm no. doing deals here and there and I'm getting more consistent with that and yeah. stuff like that. And that's what it's about. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm making money. Yeah. But I got to make, I want to make more money. I'm trying to get money. better. Yeah. yeah. To get I'm trying money. to get better to be able to do this thing, you know. Because you want to, you want to leave, you want to eventually, you know, one day. Uh, you get to a point where you have enough assets or you make enough money mm -hmm. and maybe you stop driving trucks. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, we just, I'm just keep pushing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have your ups and downs and taking hits, you know, you take these hits and I just keep mashing the gas, man. But the best thing is you're out of the streets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I, you're out of the streets. You have a beautiful family. Um, you have uh, income coming yeah. in and you got a side hustle and as an investor, you know, you've done some flips and mm -hmm. stuff like that and, and you're trying to grow and scale your wholesaling business now and I think it just goes to show you that, you know, you can come from anywhere and do this. 100%. Now you just, for real, for real, you just gotta keep pushing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta really want it. I mean, you know, getting money in the streets, that's easy but it comes with a, a cost like man my peace not one well, not like truck driving built me a solid foundation mm -hmm. peaceful when i bought my first house like the paranoia was gone like i you know i couldn't come outside at night when i was in the street just walk outside uh, uh with your you flip flops on yeah. and go get the yeah, mailbox exactly. with a robe on yeah no nah. <laughs> i used to be you know constantly looking over my shoulder man my street used to be super dark. I just come outside four in the morning, like it ain't nothing. Jump in the car and go. You know what I mean? It's just a sense of peace, and that's that is is priceless. Yeah, it's priceless. What's 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 some of your biggest lessons that uh, wholesaling and real estate has taught you? Um, conflict resolution. So you know, I had to learn how to talk to people and resolve issues with my words. That's one thing, because you know dealing with contractors, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Trust that, me, I know. Yeah, dealing with contractors don't go. You right. went to one of my houses today. Exactly. And you see, so, my, I got six feet of water in the exactly, basement. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm down, bro. Right. Down. Right. So it's like you know dealing with these contractors, dealing with people, they not doing what you what they supposed to be doing. You know, it's kind of hard. And then like you know when I was growing up, 
you handle things by putting your hands up. Correct. You know, and our, I can't do people, I can't yeah. I can't operate in that space not as a, an not adult, this environment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I can't operate in that space. Consequences are great. It's, yes, yeah. way more. And I got too much to lose. I've built I've came too far mm -hmm. and built too much to be able to throw it all away, socking a contractor in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he ain't doing doing the right thing. So that was a lot that's one thing, you know, that one of the biggest things is to mm. be able to handle Conflict resolution. Conflict with these people and using my words and communication. That's an important lesson. We yeah. were at um, we were at lunch and and you casually would mention that you have a therapist. Yeah, that's important. Hell yeah! Especially from the background, you you got a lot of stuff you got to get. Man, right. street life is traumatic, man. Yeah, like understanding why you are the way you are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it helps you. It definitely helps you understand why you operate the way you do. Like just talking to her about, you know, the past trauma, just being in the mm -hmm. environment, being in, a, you know, the household that I grew up in, you know, just like I know my parents were just operating with the information that they had. And whether that's good or bad, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They only know what they know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had to, some of that stuff rubbed off on me and it doesn't work in my household. A lot of that shit, well, it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So I have to get those old belief systems and just retrain my brain and get those old belief systems out and just, you know, start operating with a new, new, whole new operating system for sure. Yeah. You know, because I got a family now. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, have a family. Gotta, I can't be the way my dad, I can't be that can't way. Can't repeat that. I, that's, that ends with me. Yeah. What is your uh, goal? with this real estate, where do you, where do you want to get to? Because you, I'm sure you've, you've spent money on masterminds, you've you've invested in yourself in self-education and books and courses, mm -hmm. and you've seen what's possible. Yeah, for sure. Right, where, where, do you, where do you want to take this? Yeah, so the goal, I have my aspirational vision on my wall is to, you know, to have my portfolio uh, pay for my lifestyle. So generate enough passive yeah, income enough to passive win. income to pay for my lifestyle. You know, my short term, I've been reading this book, 12-week year. So how you break them goals down into the quarters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got three quarters. I mean, three goals down for this quarter is to be able to become a better business owner, become a better leader because I've I've had employees and I I wasn't doing the right thing. You, <laughs> you know learn. What I'm you never do the right thing yeah. at first. And now I'm I'm learning to be a better business owner. Yeah. And you know to prioritize my health is another one. Prioritize my health. Me too, man. Amen. And then you know uh, take the business and to be able to do a certain amount to be able to have it predictable and scalable mm -hmm. to where I can just throw fuel on that fire. That's why we're here this one today. Yeah, exactly. To, to, to get those methods out. Yeah, and, for sure. And shit like that. Um, nah, man, this, this, this conversation's been dope. And it's, it's inspirational for you to come from where you come from and then want to reach back and help other people try to get try to see that there is another, other options. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, sometimes it's like you said, if you, if you don't know, you don't know. You don't. Um, it took a long time for me. I didn't really know. Like, you know, the crash of 08, I could have probably been 
crazy paid by now. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I had what you do, you had money. Yeah, yeah, I had a little bit of street money. Especially in Cleveland. Man, all these I didn't even know how to go about buying a house. Yeah. You know, at all. I wish I, if I wouldn't, you know, everybody got that. If I would have, yeah, known but in, you know, but, let's try to fix that course for somebody else. Yeah, that, exactly. That's going down that to same be, path. To be ready, you know, when that type of stuff, I just didn't, I didn't have the information. Yeah. And now it's, and then, you know, now the information is plentiful out here. You just got to know where to access it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of fish in the sea, but if you don't know how to, you, you don't know how to go out there and put your line in the water, yeah. you ain't going to get nothing. Yeah. You're going to die hungry. Mm-hmm. And that's, where I was like, yeah. what the? F- I got this couple bucks. What the fuck do I do do, do with you, it? I know you don't know. You don't know. I don't know. And I blew it all. You know what I'm saying? Just living life and listen to music. Yeah, listen to what the music told you to exactly. do. Exactly in the bar, <laughs> in the in the club. Yeah, trying to find chicks is just mm-hmm. you know, as you spend as you spend it because the dope game kind of took a hit at that time too. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like. Everybody was out of money. Yeah, it was like, damn. So it's it's been cool, like being able to speak to you because it's like a real conversation. Like I'm sitting at the barbershop. Um, but you know, I call you the like the hood whisper, mm-hmm. right? Because you like you, you want to go back and and, and yeah. talk to people. And people don't because they they relate to people that that's been there, doesn't they? Yeah. If you had, you know, sixty seconds to whether it was the entire world listening to you or whatever audience you want mm-hmm. if you had 60 seconds one minute where everybody listened to you what would you say and would, b- before you answer it i want you to look at that camera and talk directly to the world so what i would say is like if i can do it you can i mean i come from the bottom of the bottom like i still have you know still have a little bit of the street residue on me but i've i've been able to make it up out of there build a solid foundation, um, shake all of the negative, all of the limiting beliefs, unlearn a lot of the foolishness that I've been taught, been conditioned with by society, by, you know, street life, being around a bunch of people that are just like me, been conditioned with, you know, what it looks like to be a black man in America. So I've been able to shed all that mindset and be able to, to develop a newer mind a, a new mindset and to be able to build this foundation be able to live a pretty decent life and raise my family and be able to take care of a family if i can if if i can do it you can do that too got to you're living proof yeah i'm definitely yeah for sure and you know, I want people to to follow you on Instagram because I'm encouraging you to speak more to people that need to hear what you need to say. And because it's important to listen to someone who's came from the same place you come from mm-hmm. or where you are now. Yeah. Um, what's what's your Instagram? It's real estate underscore art underscore. Okay. Art Hughes on Facebook. And I'm challenging you. To, to put know. out to put out more content <laughs> because it's, you know it's a lot of people that 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 have these stories but they're selling you something which yeah. is nothing wrong with that right right it's just that at this point everything you're saying is so genuine there's no motive behind it other than I want to see you win That's and it. at first a lot of people uh, that you're speaking to are not going to understand why you just want to randomly see me win yeah. and so you got to help change their mindset mm-hmm. and that and that's what it 
I had to get my mindset changed, being around folks like you, mm-hmm. being in these masterminds, being with folks that are on that same path. They like, you know, genuine, want to see you win. It's like, you know, being in this environment, it's, it's, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just, you know, want to, you know, try to tell people, if you you get around folks that want to see you win, I mean, you, don't, you ain't going to have no choice but to win. Yeah. I'm like, you're challenging me. I got work to do. Let's go to work. You know what I'm saying? I got work to do. Let's go to work. All right, man. I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time and coming out here and spending with me today. Yeah, for um, sure. Don't forget, you guys, if you're listening, which you are, because you're hearing my voice, uh, do me a favor. Uh, press the like button. Smash the like button. Subscribe if you're not. Go follow my guy, Art, on Instagram. I'll leave all that below in the description. And uh, you know what it is. I'll see you next time. I'm your host, Max Maxwell, and this is The Max Maxwell Show. We'll talk soon. Peace. Thank you.